They left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. Every time I hear this gospel passage, I get a little anxious. I feel bad for Zebedee. Seems like he's left in the lurch, holding the bag, holding the nets, as James and John go off to glory into the sunset with our Lord. And I also think of how my father didn't like the idea of me becoming a priest. As I've told you before, his first reaction was, was less than overjoyed. And I think I project that on Zebedee and his sons, those first priest apostles, James and John. See, Dad never imagined that he'd have a son who was a priest. He told me later on as he could articulate things much better. I couldn't imagine how I'd be happy doing so. And what's more, he had built up his own business and he thought it would have been great to hand that over to me. And I often presume the same of Zebedee. Parents, maybe you can appreciate the same. One and all, parents or not, I bet you can imagine the same. But I noticed something this week that changed my entire perspective. Time. I know that sounds a bit strange, but time. We're all, all concerned about it. We, so many of us seem to live by the clock. Smart watches guide our every step. There are alerts, there's timelines, there's schedules, there's even deadlines. Even our worship here Sunday mornings happens precisely at 9.02 every week. All of our readings today, they reference it. Did you notice? They'll reference time. Jonah, going through the streets of Nineveh, has a strict deadline no pun intended, 40 days more and Nineveh will be destroyed. Turn the page to Paul writing to Sin City in Corinth. He announces the time is running out. And then the Lord's words in the gospel. The very first words that he shares, according to St. Mark, and according to the scholars, St. Mark was the first of the evangelists to write his gospel. So the first recorded words of Jesus are this. This is the time of fulfillment. You see the progression? Forty days more. Time is running out. And then like the last sands going through the divine hourglass, that's it. Time's up. Now perhaps I'm not the only one a little anxious at the readings today. But time can't be up. We're still doing our thing. What's more, we have so much to do. But wait. Maybe, maybe time isn't as strict as our world makes it out to be. Maybe that punch list could be a little less punchy, maybe the deadline a little less deadly. Thanks to our scientists, friends, 
Thank you, Albert Einstein, for getting the ball rolling. We come to find that time's not as absolute as the world would make it out to be. They've done tests. They've put an atomic clock on the top of a mountain. Time goes faster than in a valley. Farther from the center of mass, the faster time flies. In space, time really goes at it the center of a black hole. A couple seconds can last like thousands of years. So the good news, well, part of the good news is we don't have to go to the center of a black hole to slow things down. There's actually a much easier way. Stay close to the center. Stay close to the eternal one. <laughs> Stay close to the timeless one. And all else is done in its proper time. When I entered seminary, when I first told Dad that this is what I was thinking, and he, he reacted rather negatively, Dad, by his own admission, would say that he was, well, he was quite far from gravitational center. He had been angry with God for, for many things in his life. He'd been away from the sacraments for many years, refusing to be open and vulnerable to the only one who could really give him peace. He had stopped going to confession years before, and though, praise God, and thanks to Mom's good influence, he did keep going to Mass most every week, he wouldn't take communion. Because he did remember, you're not supposed to do that unless you've made a, a good confession. And then something amazing happened. After being so far away from the Lord for so many years, the night before my ordination, family and friends prayed before the Blessed Sacrament in the chapel not far from the cathedral. We had adoration at the altar, benediction. And there, Dad met the Lord. He had known about him basically all his life, but it wasn't until that night, July 18th of 2003, that he met the Lord. And it changed everything. He was able to make a good confession that night. He was able to receive, for the first time in decades, Holy Communion at my very hands. And then the next eight years of his life, the last eight years of his life, they were filled with peace. He always loved me. I knew he did. But now, now, in coming to love the Lord, he also came to love my priesthood. And so I propose what struck me today, what struck me this week as I reflected on the gospel, Zebedee, Zebedee had also met the Lord just before his sons were ordained. No, not in adoration and benediction there at, uh, in a beautiful little chapel, but there at the seashore. He had met the Lord. So it, it's possible that as those sons were going away, he sent them with a spirit of joy, not the a burden of all that was on his timeline, all that was still to be done, the cleaning of the fish and the binding of the nets. But to see that one thing that ultimately mattered, that one gravitational pull drawing his sons into the fullness of his peace. Is it possible that 
He was proud to see them go. We've got a number of parents here this week. It's always good. Whenever we've got a, a good contingent. Parents, I, I invite you. I know it's hard. It's easy to imagine just all the stuff to do. But first priority of all the other priorities, all the other things on our list, keep our kids connected to the Lord. That which transcends time. Be filled with joy in your hearts as your children come to know of the love of the Lord. Help them find their vocations. Let them be filled with that peace and let yourself know it as well. Yeah, it's hard. It was hard for James and John. It isn't always an easy life following the Lord, but it's a good one. That's hard. But the harder thing to do, and this is not just for the parents, but it's for one and all, myself included, is to entrust the whole thing. Not only our children, but our, our schedules, our calendars, our to-do lists, our very lives, to entrust them all to Him. The lists will wait. We have time when you find eternity.